0: Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 24 of Licensed to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing today?
1: Doing pretty well. Not as hot as I have been. Oh boy. Boy, oh boy. This is... It is uh it's like mid
0: 80s right now and that is like it feels like a chill winter
1: breeze. Yeah, it's really nice. Yesterday
0: I went to go look at the temperature on my phone and it said, "Oh, well, it's 96." Don't know why I did that. But it feels like 103 and also there is a severe heat warning, so be careful if you go outside. <laughs> yeah uh, Which which all is to say That I picked I picked a really good time To get this air conditioner
1: You did We only have air conditioner Like we have window units But we do have fans That we run all summer And you know Like when you run a fan 24-7 uh, You kind of go through fans Quickly Right And they're sort of bulky Right So I The long and short of this Is that I've got like Four box fans in my room That, that are broken And I was like Well you know Maybe like maybe they're just like gunked up, right? Yeah, that maybe definitely if I happens. Like, yeah, like maybe if I like get in there and like vacuum them out or whatever, like the fans will work again, and I won't have to like buy more fans. I'll have I'll have new fans, or you know, functioning fans. So I get get the screwdriver out, and I'm like taking them apart. Uh, I felt a lot like grandpa, and I I I get them apart, and of course it's not that they're gunked up; like they're just busted and like the you know the wiring broke. Right, but right. But I did notice is like as I get the engines apart. You know the engines—they're all made out of aluminum, and they've got like a lot of screws in them and copper wiring. And since I've been playing a lot of Fallout recently, uh huh, I was like, mmm, like I had to fight back an urge to say to myself, like, I should keep this. Like this is good scrap. Like I might yeah, need this screws. I screws need are later. A
0: premium scrap item. They are difficult to come yeah. by when you need them.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I didn't, I didn't. I did manage to fight back that urge. But I did have a moment. I did have like one of those moments where like you've been playing a game a lot and it and it sort of invades your life a little yes, bit. Yes,
0: Absolutely. Like when you've been playing too much jet grind radio and you're like, I could grind on that, even though you're not wearing skates and have yeah. never skated in your entire life.
1: Right. Or you've been playing Spider-Man and you're like walking by a third story window, you're like, oh, that's not too far. Like, I can make that jump. Mm-hmm. You would cannot. So yeah. So um I didn't. I just threw those in the garbage. I've got a lot of that. It's very exciting for me. This is garbage day. Beth has been on a brutal clean of the house. I've got so much stuff to throw away. Do you have so good?
0: Like, is it one of those big garbage days where it's so big that you need to like call ahead and warn them?
1: No, 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 no. It's all just, it's just like, it's all fits in standard garbage bags. There's just going to be a lot of them. I'm very very excited about it. Yeah, this this is, like, on a list of, like, you know you're middle-aged when, like, you're just stoked about throwing stuff out. That's me. I'm very excited to throw all these things out. Well, Dave, uh, None of know, this is a star, Matt.
0: I was going to say, you know what I'm very excited about? Oh, I
1: should have just waited for it. I should have had faith in you. Sorry.
0: Uh, Dave, I'm excited about talking about episode 24 of Gekisou Sentai Car Ranger. It is called Urgent Launch, New Leader. But, of course, before we get into that, Dave, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. Would you like to hear what the first star of the week is? Sure would, Matt. Uh, Dave, this is sort of a uh, this is sort of a binary system with a a star and a black hole. Uh,
1: let me oh, let me let me lead nice in.
0: Thank you. Let me lead in with the black hole. Is that my uh, my beloved Volvo station wagon had a check engine light that was on, and so yes, and, it, and my birthday's uh, quickly approaching, and so I've got to have my car pass the e check so that I can get new could get new mm-hmm. plates before my birthday. No.
1: Right, 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 So, right.
0: I call the mechanic, I schedule a time to come in, like, I actually called ahead and scheduled a time to bring my car into the mechanic, which almost so never adult, happens. so responsible. And, and every time I do, I'm like, man, I'm being so responsible, I'm taking care of things, everything's turning up, great. I take it in there, I schedule some time to work from home that day, and around 1pm, I call into the shop to see if the car is mostly done. To see if I'll be able to pick it up by the end of the day. And I'm like, okay, you know, how, how are we doing? And as it turns out, Dave, we were not doing well. Uh And mm. the, the frame of the car in the wheel well had just completely corroded away. And there was kind of nothing holding the strut in place anymore. Except for like... Yeah! Like, there was definitely something there because the car hadn't actually collapsed. But like, when I went into the shop to look at it and just... He brought it up on the lift and I saw the whole thing sag. I was like, oh, that is not this is not how this
1: that that part yeah.
0: that gap there is. Well, just Wayne supposed basically to be more told car. you like
1: He basically told you like it's a miracle you have not gotten in a wreck with it. like if you had hit a bad pothole, like that would have been it.
0: Right. And so suddenly my car, which up to that point had been a car, ceased to be a car. And and it is now just like a an extremely lifelike car statue. Like, it is something at, that is, like, it is one of those things that it is a performance art piece to see how close you could get to being a real-life car without actually without having, actually... like, the function of a car. <laughs> anyway, so that's oh, man, the I'm Black Hole. Uh, that. The, that, and, like, basically, to be able to fix it, he would have to take the entire car apart and put it all back together, and it's just not worth it. So, yeah. that, that is the black hole. The star of the week, though, Dave, is that I am now the proud owner of a 2005 Toyota Prius.
1: Oh, congratulations! You know, I have a 2006 Toyota Corolla, and uh, it served me very well. I've had it for a few years now, been very happy with it.
0: Oh, I, I, uh, I, I remember the car that we used to drive when we were in high school was a Toyota. It was a, it was a 91 Camry, right?
1: Yeah, I have driven several Corollas and Camrys. Always been very happy with them as cars.
0: Yeah, so anyway, that's that is the star. I'm pleased with it so far, although there's a lot of weird things that I'm not used to yet. Like like the the gear shifter looks kind of like a toy. Like it looks like the gear shifter on an arcade game.
1: Oh, you got a manual? No. Oh, okay. I
0: mean, it's a, it's a Prius. It's like a hybrid automatic. Like, it oh, literally is yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Right, right, it's right, this right. little knob that sticks out of the dashboard and you tap it up to go into reverse and tap it down to go into drive.
1: Oh, yeah. That is weird. But, you know, man, I have kind of a theory about that, which is all all cars are weird. Like, Yes. All, it's, I've never gotten in a car and just been like, oh, yeah, this is all completely fine. Like, there's always something. I think it's because you spend so much time in your car.
0: Right, and since not all cars are exactly the same, you have just, like, very finely calibrated yourself to the weirdness of your car, so all exactly. other cars are strange.
1: It's like how you don't notice that your own house has a smell, but you go to someone else's house, you'd be like, this house doesn't smell like my house. It's like that. Did that take a weird turn? That no, no, a weird that, turn. That, makes,
0: that makes complete sense. You all know sense. what I'm talking about, yeah.
1: though. So anyways, well, Matt, congratulations on the Prius. Thank you. Yeah. It was for all, like all things
0: considered, it was a fairly painless transition. Uh, anyway, Dave, what is our second star of the week?
1: So our second star of the week, Matt, is uh, my wife Beth. It was her birthday recently. Uh, happy birthday, sweetie! I don't know why I said that. She doesn't listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> she listens to it like she listens to it like secondhand. She doesn't actually listen to the show. Listen to the show. She just listens to me talk about the show ex post facto. Okay. So she 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 gets all of the information. She just doesn't actually, anyways. So it was her birthday. I was like, oh, what are we going to do? And she had expressed some interest a while ago about doing an escape room. So here's, so here's what I did. Because she had said, she's like, I'd really like to do a birthday party. But often I end up planning my own birthday parties. Because I feel like if I don't do it, it won't happen. But I also find it very stressful. And I said, wow, 10 years of being married, find out new things all the time. Did not know that. Just assumed you were planning your birthday parties because you like to plan things. Which, in my defense, she generally does. Sure, sure. But she was like, yeah. Anyways, we had a whole well, no, discussion I, about I, it. It was I, I
0: definitely agree with her. Uh, I also don't like planning my own birthday party because even though I have nothing against planning events in general, I find it very difficult to say like, hi, everyone, please schedule a day to celebrate me. mm even though I do genuinely like it when people do schedule some time to celebrate me. I frankly think they should be doing it more than once a year, but <laughs> it's always it's sort of so a anyways, weird email to send.
1: So I, if you say so, I used to throw myself lavish dinner parties. Um, so anyways, I, sh- I said, listen, here's the deal. I'm going to throw you a, sur- a not surprise surprise party in that it will not be a surprise in that you know what is- it will happen. But I'm not giving you any details about it. Like, I'm just going to set the whole thing up. She's like, that sounds amazing. I was like, cool. So we did, which I was actually very, I was sort of proud of the idea. Like a not surprise, surprise party. Mm Y'all can have that one for free. So I said, what are we going to do? Let's go do an escape room. We've we've never done one of these. Uh, I forgot she actually had done one like with her brother like a year ago. But we, as like a whole, had never done one. And uh, there's actually one fairly close to us. So I was like, we went and did this escape room. Guys, this like leisure phenomenon that's sweeping the country. Turns out. Pretty fun. Turns out pretty fun. Now, Dave, had you not done one of these before? I had never done one of these before. Now, here's the thing. Let me, okay, I'm going to throw out a couple of things about this. First of all, uh, they are very cool. Second of all, I feel like... Like I'm not a business person, and as a non-business person, obviously I have very strong opinions about businesses. Of course, naturally, I feel like I can make bank running one of these things. Like it does not seem as though, like it seems like the overhead is like nothing. Like once you get it, like this initial startup costs are like there. But I feel That's like once the you thing get it set is up, like once you
0: like. You have to spend a good while, like, designing puzzles and constructing the rooms and, like, building all of the stuff and, like, the little bits and bobs.
1: Like, the little widgets and everything? Yeah,
0: like, one and that, I, I think, is probably very expensive.
1: After yeah, that, you just like, kind of have
0: to, like, hire someone to work at the front
1: desk. Right. So, anyways, here. so, anyway, it was tons of fun. Uh, here's the second thing. Here's the fun piece of news. Hey, guys, if you've been to an escape room... And, you, and you've never done LARP, and you think like, oh no, LARP isn't for me, but you had fun at an escape room, I have news for you. LARP is for you, friend. You would, you'll have fun. Like, if you dig the escape room, you'll have fun. Like, it's effectively the same thing. Like, Dude, it's not as complex I, and there's more hitting, but like... I, I
0: wish, and I bet this does exist somewhere, I wish that I could go to an escape weekend... Like, have it be a weekend LARP event, but instead of having, like, puzzles and also fighting and also, like, politics. It's just like, hey, man, here's a weekend. It is a series of, like, puzzles and riddles and, and, like, that's the whole thing. Like, everything else, like, you might play a character. Yeah, like, make a character, wear a costume, but it's going to be, like, in a hotel or, like, at a convention center and the whole thing has just been constructed as, like, an escape weekend. That sounds great.
1: Hmm. Matt, I don't know that that does exist, but I bet it could. Uh, anyways, so we we had a blast. And then we went to dinner afterwards. And uh, you guys went and had fun. And I I came home with my twins to bed. <laughs> Which I'm sure was fun in its own right. Uh, or at least, at, least, uh, re- at least rewarding. Gratifying. Gratifying and rewarding, Matt. I don't know that I would use the word fun. Uh, anyways, Matt. Escape rooms, stamp of approval. Uh, what is our third star of the week?
0: Dave, our third star of the week is that I was out the other day and I saw upon the television there was a program. It was on ESPN, Dave. Yeah, you know, the, the sports, the sports I, network. Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, I disconnected the fact that you were out when mm-hmm. you said that. And I was like, why in the world did you see a program on ESPN that just doesn't seem like you? But you were out. You were someplace else. Right. Got it.
0: And this program, Dave, was called Holy Moly. And okay, it. And I want to remind you this was not like this was on ESPN, a sports network.
1: Right, 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 right. Hey, real quickly, Matt, I'm looking at our notes and I see that you have. Did you. Is that how they spelled it? Yes. Okay. Okay, good
0: because it you. is spelled H O L E Y M O L E Y. Dave, it is a extreme miniature golf tournament. That's that's the holes. I'm sorry. And and it has a, a mask a, a man in a mascot costume that is a mole costume, hence the moley. It is an ex- oh. I, I'm sorry, did you not catch what I said earlier? It's an extreme miniature golf contest.
1: Yeah, no, I did. Sorry, just still reeling. That's fine. Didn't have uh, anything to say about it. Th-
0: there was one hole that they were doing, and I, I really regret to say that I only saw like a very little bit of this, but there was one hole that they were doing where there was- How like,
1: extreme s- are we talking here, Matt?
0: So it was, a, it was a series of platforms with like ramps in between them. They started at the bottom and they had to get to the top, right? And that's where the the hole was. And, you know, you have to miniature golf your way up there.
1: Yeah, while, no, I'm, yeah, I'm familiar now, with the concept. Now,
0: while things. they are doing this, there are people, uh, there's sort of like a track on either end of it. And, uh, and people are have these giant foam logs and are just rolling the logs down the hill towards the golfers. So you have to take the time to, like, aim the shot and take the shot. And then you need to try to jump over this big foam log that's rolling at you so that it doesn't just knock you completely over. And it's... Dave, it's... It is the wild and crazy kidsification of, like, adult... Like, I I realize now that, like, I'm turning 35 in a few weeks, right? But, like, when I was a kid, Wild and Crazy Kids was a show on Nickelodeon where it would be, like, you know, like, various Nickelodeon stuff. like This is just Wild and Crazy Kids. It's this exactly. Wild and Crazy Kids, Double Dare, like, all the people who are now 35 who grew up when that stuff, like, you know, Legend of the Hidden Temple and all that stuff existed... Like, all, like, I feel as though we're now just translating that Nickelodeon stuff we loved as kids into adult shows that are on ESPN. And Dave, I could
1: not be happier about this. I am just so, dude, I want the job of, like, dude who decides, like, what show gets made. I just, like, I don't understand the metric Except, you know what, I don't know why I'm saying this, because I was about to question that guy, and then I realized that this show sounds amazing. Yeah, it's very good, is the thing about it.
0: Okay, let me just give you a list, I, I pulled up the... Sorry,
1: no, I'm I'm watching a video, Rob Riggle is the color commentary for uh-huh. this? Yeah, yeah, I'll watch basically anything with Rob Riggle on uh, it. The
0: first hole is called Dutch Courage, in which contestants must hit through a small mini-golf-style windmill... Situated between two large windmills, the large windmills have large, quickly rotating blades that can knock the player off the putting surface and cause stroke penalties. The hole past, uh, The hole lies past the second large windmill on a slope. So that's the first hole. The second I was hole really is
1: hoping <laughs> that they had to, like, take a few shots beforehand. This The second
0: hole is called Caddy Smack. There's the Arc de Tree Golf. Apparently, Steph Curry is the executive producer on this thing Well, that's the first thing I've ever heard that made me like Steph Curry Uh, anyway Listen, this, he had
1: to come up with something, right?
0: Yeah, uh, this, this is a program that I would like to watch again someday Um, and I hope, I, if I ever do Man, I feel like this is gonna be on my, like, pan, my short list of shows Like, it's this, uh, Forged in Fire and Forged in Fire, Knife or Death Wait, ship. knife
1: or death? I missed that one. What's, oh no, wait, Dave, they, we, What's we had a, that?
0: We, we had a star about forged in fire and fire, knife or death. That is the one where the contestants from forged in fire oh, that's right, and fire come back and have to, to go, go through on like, like the professional,
1: yeah, 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 like a okay, cutting yep.
0: stuff obstacles course, which sounds shockingly dangerous, but it's on <laughs> TV. It's hosted by Bill Goldberg.
1: Oh man! Oh, television is just the best thing <laughs> sometimes. Um. Anyway,
0: Dave. What is our fourth Star of the Week?
1: So, our fourth Star of the Week, Matt, it was San Diego Comic-Con. Let's talk about Comic-Con announcements. Yes. By which, I mean, let's talk about MCU announcements. I mean, there's other stuff, stuff, too. Uh, yeah.
0: There's going to be new but Adam I didn't Strange hear about that book. stuff. Tom King, Mitch Gerard's, Doc Shanner. Sounds good. Dude, there's oh, a, yeah, lo- no, there's no, no, a no, lot of new good. X-Men news. Dude, okay, here's the one piece of new X-Men news I want to say. Dave, there's a book that's coming out, and the title of that book is New Mutants. Do you know who... Do you know two of the characters that are in this New Mutants book?
1: Uh, no, I don't. Listen, Uh, all my comic book stuff is six months behind.
0: I know, but let me just tell you, Dave. Two characters in this book are... My favorite dude, Chamber. Chamber.
1: Nice. And also... Wait, wait, wait. Is it Chamber Chamber? Like he's back and he's, he's just full on Chamber now? He's d- doing dude, good?
0: I mean, it, it's a picture of Chamber on the cover of a comic book that is not out for another six months. So that's all I can tell you. Okay, got it. Um, the other dude is a minor, short, uh, short-lived Generation X character who has never really appeared since then. Dave.
1: Is it Mondo? It's Mondo. Nice! Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I'm doing air punches. Ah, oh, I love Mondo. That's so great. I, and I don't know what's
0: going on with that because he was only ever in 10 issues and he was a villain, but he's back apparently and he's on the New Mutants.
1: oh man, that's super cool. So I know that we have a number of the uh, Marvel has announced like some stage four stuff. Oh, dude, right?
0: I I spent all of yesterday trying to not let myself get super hype about this stuff because I know that sometimes we probably go a little too hard on like being excited about Marvel movie stuff. But guys, there's Man, really exciting know, Marvel movie a- stuff.
1: Avengers Endgame is now the end. This is like largely a meaningless thing. But like Avengers Endgame is now the highest grossing movie of all time. Like I think a lot of people are excited about this stuff.
0: I know. I just, you know, I, I I try to temper my excitement a little bit sometimes. But guys, Blade is back, and I don't know what to do about that.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I am a little bit torn about that. So Blade's going to be played by uh, Maharaja Ali, which is rad. Yes. Because that dude's
0: rad. He's great. And he we've was, already
1: seen him in...
0: He was in the first okay, season of Luke Cage.
1: Yes, I only have a minor concern about him, which is he, he is already in... The Marveliverse? Well, I mean... Sort, sort of, kind of?
0: That is not the first time they have done that, though, you know? like. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I know they did it with Chris Evans, but that was, like, flipping between Fox and, uh, you know, Fox and Disney. So, like, anyways... That's also that's did the it with
0: uh, Michael B. Um, Jordan, who was also previously a Human Torch and then was Killmonger.
1: Well, yeah, but again, that was between Fox and... Anyways... Yeah, but this, so, like, um, you know, the
0: Netflix stuff, like, the Netflix stuff cares about... What has happened in the movies? The movies do not care about what has happened in the Netflix shows.
1: Yeah, that's a real, it's a lost opportunity. Anyways, so I really like Maharashtra Ali. He's a fantastic actor. The only thing I was like, okay, like Blade, Blade Two was not great, and Blade Three was Wait, objectively like, hold on, sp- terrible. Sorry, Blade o- outside Two outside of like a few.
0: Blade Two, has no, sorry, yet. Blade Two does rule. Okay. I was going to say, like, maybe you were is... misremembering because Blade Tr- Trinity is so bad, but Blade 2 yeah, is Blade... very good.
1: Yeah, Blade Trinity is really, really bad, aside from like some bright spots with Ryan Reynolds and Parker Posey. And um... Triple H, weirdly. Yeah, but Blade 1? Blade 1 rules. Oh, Blade,
0: like... like, if if Blade had never existed, I don't think we would have the current like movie landscape that we have today. Like, Blade was the first big Marvel movie.
1: Like, it was the thing... Does it predate? I think it predates X-Men. Wow, really? I'm not sure. Anyway, the point is, like, Blade rules. Like, that first movie, I went back and, like, watched some clips of it. It holds up. And I am fairly certain that the new movie will... Hey, Mark, get your finger on the button. Will not include the phrase, some mother always trying to ice skate uphill. Which which is is a shame. Which is, like... Which is a shame, because it's one of the greatest lines in cinema history. Um, uh, I, I, I Listen,
0: I am both very excited about this. There is, But the other part of me is sad that it's not going to be Wesley Snipes listen, I'm again. i to see it. Um, but on the other hand, the first Blade movie came out like 20 years ago.
1: And we could probably yeah. stand
0: to get a slightly younger dude in there.
1: Yeah, also Wesley Snipes is insane. Uh, so I heard about that. I heard about Eternals. Yes, Eternals. Which is, which is b- buck wild, because it's got Angelina Jolie, who, like, fine. But it's also got Kumail Nanjiani in it? Yeah, and Salma Hayek. What? Yeah, dude. Everybody's...
0: I dude, just... Kumail Nanjiani's been in a lot of movies recently. He has having a year or two.
1: No, no, no. I'm not... listening. that's not a complaint. I love no, that, I know. dude. Uh, yeah, very excited uh, I was,
0: about that. Did you hear the news about the Thor movie?
1: I heard that there's gonna be a new one because every like everybody else apparently is like, oh yeah, you know, like these movies have been like wonderful and like really formative and they've been fantastic, but like I'm kinda ready to like hang off the super suit, and Chris Hemsworth is like, no, nah, man, Thor forever. Like I will make these movies till I'm dead if you let me.
0: Okay, uh here's here's the quick bullet points on the new Thor movie. It's called Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh Taiko Waititi is directing it again. Jane Amazing. Foster is back, and she's gonna Amazing. be Thor.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Very, that sounds amazing. very
0: excited. Did you hear that they're making a Shang-Chi movie?
1: I had heard rumors about that. I'm very, very excited. Uh, Shang-Chi might Fu. be like
0: the next one that comes out, I think.
1: Oh, seriously? Uh, uh, yes. shang chis going to fight I'm...
0: the Mandarin. And the Mandarin is going to be played by... I, I might be mispronouncing his name, but Tony Leung. Who, if you do not remember him off the top of your head... Is the guy who isn't Chaoyuan Fat in Hardboiled?
1: Oh, man! And he's also the nice. guy
0: with the broken sword in Hero. He's in like a million things. Those are like the two things that I think of him of from off the top of my head. Um, but like.
1: Let's see. Oh, yeah, that guy. I know that dude. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be super great. Um, what other things am I like? There's just a lot of stuff that I'm thrilled to pieces about. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, dude. Eternals. Uh, I know there's going to be a Loki show. There's going to be Wanda and Vision show. They're doing a Black Widow movie, which is like I uh, I know they said is going to be like a flashback, and it's going to happen like right after Civil War. So that rules. And she's going to be I'm fighting really the faster. That dude, that's amazing. I'm really hoping for a really like you know like a more Black Widowy Black mm-hmm. Widow. You know, because she's really an espionage character, and I don't feel like we got an a, we got some yeah. of it in like. Civil War, but, but not as much as I would have wanted. Um. Anyways, just, yeah. Scarlet Witch about. is going to be
0: in the new Doctor Strange movie. The new Doctor Strange movie is going to be called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness.
1: Oh, dude. I just... Can't. Just lay it on me, man. Like, you guys know what I want. Oh, just do it. I feel like and we've talked... We've talked so about fantastic. this long
0: enough that now this is our fourth and fifth star, right?
1: Yeah, sorry. This is fourth and fifth stars. Uh, The thing that I am so stoked about is... Is it's like... Okay... I, I think the thing that I really dig about it is that, like... And if you're listening to this show, like, you you know, like, nerd stuff is fun. Like, it's really, really fun. And a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, like, that's dumb and nerdy. And, like, I'm not interested in doing it. And it's like, guys, I mean, like, it's it's goofy, but it is a lot of fun. Like, comic books are fun. And Dungeons and & Dragons is fun. And LARPing is fun. And if you would come out and, like, just give it a shot you'd have a blast and you would have a lot of fun. And like, we would all do this cool thing together. Yeah. Now I I, I will say everything is everybody's thing.
0: Sure. And also I'll say like, like, I feel like the amount of people who are doing that right now is probably higher than has ever been in recorded history. So no, that's
1: what I'm saying. I'm super stoked about it. I think it's great. Like all of this stuff. And it's, it's sort of like drawn people in very slowly and like all of a sudden, like at first, You were watching, like, Blade the Vampire Killer, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, hardcore action movie. And now, it's 20 years later, and you're about to watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Like, welcome to the club, buddy. We've all been waiting for you.
0: Right. And, like, you don't, like, when you put Blade in the Marvel Universe, you don't have to do anything to explain. Because at this point, we're like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's all weird. Like, listen, I was recently reading an issue of The Avengers, and on the last page of The Avengers... It's a full-page splash, and Blade walks onto the page, and he's like, Hey, I'm Blade. I'm the new Avenger. We gotta go kill some vampires. And Dave, there's literally no comic book or movie or TV show that if that was the... the, I would not want that to be the last page or, like, scene of. Like, any single Marvel property, if the very last thing after they finished, as they're going into their next adventure, it's just Blade walks on screen, it's like, Hey, man, let's go do this thing. Like... Vampires are real, we gotta go punch Dracula. Like, absolutely! That's great! Without question. Um. Anyway, I, I just got really hyped about Blade there for a minute, sorry. Um.
1: No reason not to be.
0: But you know what else I'm hyped about, Dave? It's Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Uh, episode 24 was written by Yoshio U- Urasawa. Its original air date was August 9th, 1996. You can watch along with us on the DVDs or uh, stream it from shoutfactory.tv. Uh and we will be right back to tell you all about it. Okay, welcome back. So we have just finished watching episode 24. Uh and Dave I I I had to, I I honestly had a little trouble following this one. Yeah. Because there were bits that were introduced (sighs) early on that later on I realized I had completely misunderstood.
1: Yeah. It was... Okay. Uh, I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings about this episode. It's... Okay. I think that... Let's just just talk about it. Um, Okay. Okay. It's a
0: fun Minoru episode. It
1: is a fun Minoru episode. I also think it's a fun Kioski episode.
0: Yes, but the thing is, like, I feel like it's more of a Minoru episode than it is a Kiyosuke episode. And Minoru is, like, the goofball. And so in the Minoru episodes, things are especially goofy. And, like, which is great. But it's also kind of just, like, in our position as people who try to explain what's going on in the show, the goofier episodes do not make that easier.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So we, uh, we open up on uh there's a cloud and a field and there's some kids i think they're like hunting butterflies but they could have been hunting like beetles or something uh
0: i i think there was cicadas is what i is what i was getting i didn't do a google search to see when like cicadas had cycled through in tokyo and if Like, 96 was one of the years Oh, so, okay
1: So, well, real quickly, Matt uh, I mean, there's annual cicadas Like, not everybody has Not everybody has that Here's the thing Really? Here's a buck wild thing That might not be the case where you live Um, In the part of the country that we live There's a bug And it's called, like, the 17-year cicada or something And it just, it, like Pupates for 17 years And then like Once every 17 years There is like a plague Of cicadas Like they cover yeah, rem- every c- It's horrifying
0: We we have actually talked about this In the past because oh, Because it was a cicada rem- year
1: a few years ago
0: Right there, it was like I think it was maybe during season 2 of the show It was a cicada year And it was in the middle of summer And I was genuinely worried that I was going to like open my windows to be able to have the room be cool while I was recording and there would just be like a cacophony yeah, of cicadas no, no, no. coming in from out like... the window as it turns out it was not actually a big problem in my part of town but like it's Yeah, wild. it's
1: real weird. Um but no there are just cicadas that are just like every every year cicadas. Um Well, that's boring. Uh I think I'd rather have that than the cicada plague if I, mean, I had to okay. pick. Listen, wait. Dave, we we're a
0: few minutes in, we we're still stuck on a singular cicada. We gotta okay, keep Okay, well, we're,
1: I have more notes on cicadas, actually. But anyway, so these kids are, like, hunting... No, 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 I mean,
0: hey, if you wrote down notes, Literally, let it No, no,
1: well, we'll get there. Uh, it's not at this part of the episode. So anyways, these kids are, like, hunting for a bug of some sort. I didn't actually see what it was, I just know that it's a bug, because they've got a bug net. And then I'm, I hesitate to call him a monster... He's, he's, definitely, like he's a bozo. definitely a Bozo But he is not a monster He is T.T. T. Turin And he is the smartest of the Bozo Which Doesn't seem like a real big It's not like a real high bar to get over From what we've seen so far <laughs>
0: There was, there was definitely a moment where I was about to call this show out because the show starts with the two kids hunting a bug and they're just about to collect the bug. And actually, there's a great bit of, like, physical comedy where they're just about to put the net on the bug and then all of a sudden they turn to the side and T.T. T. Terran is, like, standing right there. Like, there's no way someone that size could possibly sneak up on anyone. So, like, it's all just camera work and it's very fun. But there's a moment when I thought... Hey wait a second this guy can't be the Bozok bug collector. We have already seen Bozoc's greatest bug collector
1: Oh uh, ah uh, yeah that would have been good so his how okay I'm trying to figure out this dude's look uh he's like his body is definitely like a just like a school kid but then he's got like a yeah. big hypno disc head but with like watermelon hanging from it.
0: He's got like watermelon earrings. He's got big sort of square, like thick Coke bottle glasses. Uh yeah, it's 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 a difficult look to describe. Although the watermelon the earring or like headdress things that are hanging off the side of his head are weirdly relevant.
1: Uh yeah. Uh okay. So So he's like, you guys should... he's he says to the kids, he's like, you should not be catching bugs. You should be studying. And the kids are like, like they don't like that. But then like the scene's over. So, so far this, this Bozo seems to be on the side of education. Um, We go from there and we see Minaru. He walks into Pegasus. Oh, this is my other, sorry, this is my other note on cicadas. We see the sign for Pegasus Motors. And when we first see it, it's like zoomed on on, in on this cicada. It, it, It is of like staggering size. Like, it's, it's got to be a prop. This thing's got to be, like, four or five inches long. It's huge. I hope it's a prop.
0: Either it's a prop or the sign is much smaller than we're led to believe and it looks larger via camera work, yeah, usually. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And now that we have something, like, sitting next to it, we That's realize... That's the last
1: of my cicada notes, is that this cicada is staggering. But anyways, we see Minaru. He's super hot. And, uh...
0: He's very warm. It's a warm day. Well,
1: yeah, but he's also a good-looking dude. Um, oh, sure. And, Snappy dresser. Right, so he goes to work, and he he walks in, and the only person there is Kiyosuke. He's like, where's everybody else? Kiyosuke's like, oh, man, it was, like, super hot. They all went swimming. Uh, I'm just here eating lunch. Minoru says, like, oh, what's for lunch? Which leads me to believe that this is, like, a, maybe they do, like a like, a company lunch every day? Because otherwise... Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he gets really really excited because he sees that they that uh, Kyosuke is eating cold soba noodles. Yes.
1: So he's like, oh, and man. He's like,
0: oh, yeah. Cold noodles. Hot day. Perfect. Great job. Where are mine?
1: And Kyosuke has eaten all the noodles. And Miro's you know, like, how could you? You jerk. You ate all the noodles. And Kyosuke's like, ah, sorry, bud. I was super. See, again, this is just like a weird. Like, there's a lot of facial expressions going on here. Like, Minoru is kind of flipping out in a humorous way and does, like, a fake-out choke on Kiyosuke.
0: But it's... Well, okay, the the fake-out choke that you were describing is, like, remember early seasons of The Simpsons when, like, Homer and Bart would be choking each other? It was like Uh, that.
1: yeah, thank you. That's, yeah, that's very good. So, and then they get, like, Dapu runs in and they get a post-hook alert. Hooray. So this fight over cold noodles is done. So what we see now is Titi Turin, and he is, he's doing kids' math homework. Like, that's his... Right, like, they're This is a, his diabolical They're planning. at
0: a public park, and there is a bunch of kids gathered around, and he is doing everyone's homework. He's just, like, sitting around and powering through it. And the kids are just watching him do it, and extremely excited, because they are not doing their homework, but it's getting done anyway.
1: Yeah, so Mino and Kosuke Kiosuke roll up, and Mino's like, oh, man... This actually... Like, I know the Bozok are generally our enemy. This guy seems pretty great. This seems like a good dude, Kyosuke. He's right. doing a bunch of homework. Like, Kids love cast.
0: him. He's just helping out. Like, what could possibly be wrong with this? And Kyosuke, reasonably says,
1: like, well... Very okay, rightly. It may appear and that way. he is, in fact... <laughs> but in... <laughs> he's, a, he's, in fact, 100% correct.
0: Right. Like, but in, is it in every f- other instance that we've encountered, the Bozok has a nefarious plan. Let's just assume this one is also a nefarious plan.
1: Yeah, so they, they roll up and they're like, kids, that's a monster. And the kids are like, he is doing our math homework. So in our opinion, anybody who gets in this dude's way is a monster. And you look like you're about to try and stop him. So y'all can pound salt. And the kids actually just like pick up rocks. and just start pelting the rangers. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Well, because
0: T.T. T.T. Terrorin is like, hey, uh, it's difficult for me to concentrate on your homework while these people are standing here arguing, so get rid of them for me, please.
1: Which, and they just do.
0: And that is when they and start the Ra- to stone them.
1: <laughs> so the rangers book, and then we find we find out at least... So I'm not going to say that we... Like, we don't find out what the plan is, but we do find out at least part of of it, which is that T.T. Turin says, like, hey, kids... While I'm doing your homework, all I ask in return is watermelons. Children are very justifiably confused. Dave, I, 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 I
0: have an, an idea. And that is that, as of this moment, this is the entire plan. Like, this will go sideways later in the episode. But for right now, I think that the entirety of T.T. Tedran's plan is to come down to Earth and do homework in exchange for watermelons. Well, that's his... Because we're about to go up to to, uh, Barbarian, and Instructor Richie Hiker is like, hey, I sent him down there. He's going to get all these watermelons and bring them back up here for the watermelon splitting contest. It's going to be great. And everyone says, yes, that will be great. And at no point does anyone say, and then we will destroy the Earth. I think they're just excited about their summer party.
1: Okay, I think here Okay, this is an interesting development Because here's what we find out is It is this man has said Red Barbarian, Instructor Richie Hiker says I didn't realize that it was a watermelon splitting I read spitting And then I was confused Me too But it's gotta be It's gotta be
0: One of the bits that confused me Because I thought it was a watermelon seed spitting contest I
1: also assumed this But no, it is a watermelon splitting contest and then we see Instructor Richie Hiker, like, in a daydream. And the whole daydream is, all the bows are at the beach. And Beauty Zanette is in, like, a, a slinky bikini. And she has, like, a big, like, Tetsubo-style club. And she is, like, walking around with it. And she smashes a watermelon. And then everybody eats the watermelon. And Instructor Richie... So basically, I think this whole plan is basically get Beauty Zanette into Slinky Bikini. How can we make that happen? Watermelon splitting contest at the beach. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, which I don't... I I feel like that is telling me more about Instructor Richie Hiker than I ever need to know. That, like, this is the vector along which... He's like, okay, what are we going to do? All right, splitting watermelons. This is what I'm into.
1: Well, okay, no, I I kind of dig it because there is this, there is a through line developing about Instructor Richie Hiker's plans. And Instructor Richie Hiker's plans are a lot less about blowing up the earth and a lot more about making moves on Zanet.
0: I mean, I like that aspect of it. I just don't need to know about his very specific watermelon splitting
1: fetish. Oh, well, okay, well, you did beat a lot more into that than I did. I just assumed he was like... Where can we split watermelons? Like, how can I get Beauty Zanette into a slinky bikini? We'll go to the beach. Okay, What's the here- pretense we're going to the beach? To smash watermelons.
0: Here, here is the order of events in the episode, and I, I can't believe I'm talking about this this much, but I have it in my notes, is that they're talking about the watermelon splitting contest. Zanette gets excited. Richie Hiker goes into, like, the dream sequence that you were describing. The dream mm. sequence ends on them all eating the smashed stuff it comes back he's like coming out of he comes back out of the vision and he's like coming out of his reverie and zelmoda turns to him and calls him a pervert right so like I, that, which i did like in in that order i am assuming that zelmoda not like you want to see her in a bikini you're a pervert he's like no you want to see her in a bikini smashing watermelons you are a pervert you want
1: like a yeah like you want a gallagher he's like you want sexy gallagher and, but then, President Gynum was like, no, 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 this is perfect. And genuinely, all I remember is that he says it's perfect. I don't know why he says it's perfect. I think maybe he just gets as far as, like, beauties on that will also will be in this bikini, and that'll be great.
0: Uh, no, his is actually a little more altruistic. He's just like, hey, she seems like she's really into this. And if oh, she's happy, right. then I'm happy. Let's do it.
1: Then, okay, see, this is... I like this because President Gynemo, his his whole thing is also putting moves on Beauty Zanette. Like, that's why he's trying to destroy the Earth. It's because Beauty Zanette wants him to. But he seems a little more like, like, he is in love with Beauty Zanette. And he's like, oh, I will go do this thing for her. And as long as she's happy, I'm happy. Instructor Richie Hiker is definitely, like, the less cool right. of these two dudes. So we we go down and uh, we see Koban Base and Ichitaru is guarding it. I really like that Ichitaru has has kind of gotten in on this. Right, he's sort of been deputized. Frequently. Yeah. Well, and also and, he
0: he is doing that because Signalman is busy because Signalman is trying to do Ichitaru's homework.
1: Right, and Signalman cannot do it.
0: Right, like this. These are not quizzes on traffic laws. They're quizzes on algebra, and he does not know what he's doing.
1: But what should happen is the Bozoak, the, Bozo, the uh, Wumpers, right? The Wumpers drive by. I think Gigi Turin is with them. And they're like throwing out tutoring flyers. Uh-huh. They're like, come to this abandoned, this address. It's an abandoned warehouse. Like, full-on abandoned. Like, the windows are broken out. It's bad. So it's like, hey, children, come to this place alone with your homework and bring watermelons. And, like, we'll do the deal. Ijitaru says, like, yeah, this is great. Like, this is, this is exactly what I want. Signal Man cannot help me with this math homework. Someone's got to because I'm not doing it. Reasonable. Anybody, any port in a storm. So we go from there to Kyosuke and Minoru. And they're upset with each other. And here's why Kyosuke says, we should not play into this plan. And do these children... Th- this is a ba- This is a bozoak. He's clearly villainous. Right. Like, we need to stop that. Well,
0: him. and then Minoru is also upset because he says, Man, like, we're the heroes. The children should be coming to us for help with their homework. It goes,
1: it's like, wait,
0: do, why do you want to do their homework? He's like, well, because I'm a hero and they should be coming to me because I have compassion for children. They should not be relying on a Bozoke for this. Like... They, like, we should go talk to them and convince them to let us do their homework. And Kyosuke Right. And Kiyosuke does not want any He's of this. Like, He's like, no, no, they should do their homework. Which Miteru, like, like hey, Miteru does not seem to understand that concept. He's like, wait, you didn't have anyone do your homework for you when you were a kid? Like, how, how did you finish it?
1: And Kiyosuke says, no, I, I did it. And he's like even the parts you didn't, you didn't even get understand. A help, and then Kioske doesn't answer. So clearly, he did get some help.
0: But well, no, he, he, I'm sorry, Dave. I have it in my notes here. He does answer. He says, "No, the parts you don't understand is why there is homework. Like if you <laughs> already know how to do everything, you don't need the homework. That's why it's hard." Which I think is actually like, you know, I am not an educator, but that seems like a reasonable point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Kiyosuke has zeroed in on what we call the zone of proximal development. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so Minoru's overall point here is like, listen, you won't help these children with their homework. You ate all the noodles. You're not compassionate. You do not have compassion for your fellow man. It's not cool. It's not a great look on you. And frankly... You might, are you are not a fit leader for the car rangers because of it. Right, that.
0: because you won't help the children with their stuff and you ate all my noodles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and th- and then they get into like, show they
0: dive back into an argument about the noodles. And Minoru was like, no, it has, like, I brought it up, but it has nothing to do with this. And Kyosuke is like, yes, you were just mad about the noodles. Okay. <laughs> and they're going so, back and, and forth other... and their friendship is under great strain, Dave.
1: It is. How do you, well, Matt. I mean, obviously we can see it, but is, is there a way that you really, like, zeroed in on the idea that their friendship was under great strain? Well,
0: Dave, it's because the kanji the for the words friendship appear on the screen in golden letters and then fracture and shatter into a million pieces.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Now that was a very good clue about the strain on their friendship. So the other rangers show up. Did
0: that, did that also happen in the episode where uh, Natsumi
1: and uh, Yoko were fighting? You know, it. I'm not going to say it didn't. Uh, I don't recall precisely. So the other Rangers show up and they are, again, they're all wearing Ranger colors. And at this point, I genuinely think that that the show is just screwing with me. Like, I know that this is like a goofy season. And so I'm wondering if this is like a subtle joke that the Rangers never wear the right colors.
0: Oh, you're talking about how Nokia is wearing a green shirt?
1: Yeah, Naoki's in green, and uh, Yuko is in yellow, and Natsumi is in Red, uh, blue, I think. I think.
0: No, Red. I forget what it is, but whatever it is, it's not yellow.
1: Right, like, they're definitely wearing Ranger colors, and they're not wearing... And this like, this has happened frequently enough now that I do. I think it's a joke now. So anyways, they're like, you know, um, they're looking on. They're like, this is not great, but we're not really sure how to intervene. Like, we'll just let the boys deal with it. And how they deal with it is Koakse says, you know what? Fine. You, you don't think I'm... You do it. You are the new leader of the Car Rangers. Knock yourself out.
0: Congratulations. Have fun with it. Uh, and then they start, like, they get into a fist fight again. Uh, and, like, and that is how we go into our like commercial mid-episode break. Is the two of them just, like, like scrambling around on the ground trying to murder each other.
1: So the next scene is that we, we're back at Pegasus Motors, and Minoru has... He's got, like, a mobile chalkboard and a whole bunch of what looked like homework exercise books, is, is what I think he's doing. So I assume he's already done all this homework. I, I That's not actually the case. He... I, I have no idea what these books actually are. Right.
0: I, I think they're because like, we, you know, they're quiz books, you know, like workbooks to help you work through stuff. Because he also, like, he's got this big wagon that he's filling up and there's like a globe in it. Like, he is, comp- he is creating for himself a mobile classroom and then he's yes. going to wheel it around town to, like, call to children and help them with their homework. Like, the world's now, most boring is... ice cream man.
1: Right. Right. So he turns to the others and he's like, oh, all right, everybody, let's go help. And they're like, no, no, this is, this is a bad plan from top to bottom. Everything you think you're doing is dumb. We're not, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Like, no, we're not doing this. This is stupid.
0: Right. And like, they just start walking away from him and like, no, like all of this is dumb and we hate it. Then he specifically tries to get Naoki, but Naoki has like hidden himself. He's like jumped behind a car. <laughs> and there's this really wonderful uh- little moment where like he thinks he knows where Naoki is and he pops his head like over like a big tool box case and he's not there. And then when he's not there, Minoru, like, there is uh, a, a cap. For a can of spray paint that's sitting on top of this toolbox. And Mira like, picks it up and looks inside of it as though Naoki could possibly be hiding it there. It's wonderful.
1: Le- hey, man, who knows what car magic can do? It's true. It's very true. So, so we see Kiyosuke and, uh, and he's up on a, like, he's just, he's not back at work. Like, he's still mad about this thing. And then he sees a flyer, like, one of the homework flyers. And he's like, oh, this has got to be T.T. Turin. Like, I'm going to go, like, regardless of what Minoru is doing, like, I'm going to go deal with this. Yeah. So, like, I'll go, I'll go check out this thing and, like, I will defeat this Bozoak since Minoru is such a knucklehead. Right. We cut back
0: to Minoru Uh, and he's wandering around with his wagon of classroom stuff. And he can't find any kids, but he also finds the flyers. So now the two of them are sort of, like, heading towards the same direction from different areas of town. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just thinking Like this card is huge Oh, it's enormous This is like an ox card It's gigantic And he's just sort of like, yeah He's just like a whole He doesn't even have like He's just picking up at a handles And pulling it behind him This, everybody is right to state it This is the stupidest <laughs> plan I've ever seen So this, we, this is we the plan. This is the
0: plan of a guy who has wanted to be the leader, but has never considered what being the leader is. So now that he's in charge, he's like, okay, I've got to make a decision because I'm the leader. But like, does has this not is... actually thought of a good idea, so he's just going with his most recent idea and like doubling down on Man, it. Man,
1: you know, Matt, I was having a lot of fun with this episode. And then you said that, and it just struck uncomfortably close to home about like... About truth in our lives oh, and like the state of the world around us. I, oh, I I
0: was more thinking of like a new middle manager at the office sort of deal.
1: No, no, no. Your thing is a lot more fun because I was thinking about the commander in chief <laughs> of the United States.
0: Well, I mean, Dave, listen. Uh, that's not always a fu- that's not always a fun chat. Uh, but we it, can, we could have it if you want. <laughs>
1: no, no, man. I'm good. Okay, I'm real good. Thanks, though. Uh, so, anyways, anyway, a monster's
0: about to kill threaten to kill some children. Do you want to go back to that? It sounds a little more fun to talk about. Yeah,
1: that sounds. Yeah, a monster killing children is actually a lot cheerier topic. Let's go talk about that. At least
0: this one's got uh, watermelon earrings, and that's fun and spunky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Woo! Oh man, Could someone? <laughs> Can someone please just like hit us up with a picture of Trump with watermelon earrings? No, please, I would, that Dave. Would really make please my day. do not. Ignore Matt. Please tweet at us. Please do that. So, anyways, so Minoru is hauling this his cart, his education cart, around around an abandoned factory. Like and you do. Just, sure enough, there's just Titi Torin is in there with a bunch of children, and they've brought him they've brought him sliced watermelon. Yeah, and he's like, "This is no good." I, of course, am still confused because I'm still thinking of this as a watermelon spitting contest. And I was like, I feel like the seeds would still be in there, bud. But again, it's, yeah. So it makes sense because he's like, you can't, this is already sliced. We can't have a splitting contest with this. He's furious. And now he reveals his evil. And he says, fine. If you you dumb kids can't bring me proper water. And I feel like he could have just said, go get me different watermelons. But he says, if you can't bring me good watermelons, I'll just turn you into watermelons and we will split you open.
0: I love that all of this seems like a more reasonable plan to T.T. Terorin than just swinging down to earth and stealing some watermelons or even buying some watermelons. We know they go to a store sometimes like next time you're going to buy some Imoyokan. Just go to the produce shop that's like three doors down and buy a watermelon. They've got them. You don't need to go through this much effort. Maybe on other planets that they have gone to, watermelons have existed but are like incredibly rare. And T.T. Terran just has no idea that you can just go to the store and buy a pile of them.
1: I mean, if that's the case, it seems weird to ask kids to go get them for you. Cause like, they'd be like, "Hey, children, I'll do your homework in exchange for the rarest emeralds." Like, like, just no version of this makes sense. So he he has
0: threatened to turn these children into watermelons, and we see a we see something that's actually very reminiscent of something we've seen before, which is children like in planters up to their neck with their heads transformed into something else, and in this case, their heads have been transformed into watermelons. And they see a vision of TT Terrorin about to hit them in their watermelon heads, and it is very scary to them. We cut out of the vision. Yeah. Uh, and TT Terrorin is like, okay, well, it's time to capture you now. Snaps his fingers, and a cage falls from the ceiling.
1: Anyway, so Ichitaro's reaction I love Ichitaro's reaction to getting caught in this cage because he just says, let's cry to let people know that we're upset. This is am- like he does not freak out at all. Which I love because, like, again, if we've mentioned this, but in terms of people who have successfully dealt with Bozok, the list goes: the Car Rangers, Ichitaru, right?
0: Signal Man, usually.
1: Yeah, I. Yeah, okay. Signal Man does beat uh, beat out Ichitaru at this point, but for a while, like, it was it was not. So Ichitaru, like, oh yeah, and just just call out and let people know that we are in distress and we will will be saved. Uh... They, they cry for a while, and then they realize, like, oh, this isn't helping. And then they just stop. Right,
0: Ichitaro's like, ah, eh, never mind. Let's cut it out.
1: So Minoru sees all this, look, just looking in through, like, a busted plate glass window. I don't know why the fact that the window is broken, like, throws me off. Like, it's clearly an abandoned factory. It's just, like, it's, like, extra abandoned with a broken window. And he's like, oh, no. T.T. Torrin is, in fact, a villain. I've got to call the other rangers to help. So he hops on the phone. He's like, hey, everybody, like, there's a Bozoak. I need help.
0: Well, I, I think what he actually says is, hey, everyone, the children need us. And so oh, everyone right. on the other end of the, the, like, their communicators is like, oh, my gosh. Minoru, come on. We are not going to be, we're not going to do these kids' homework. You are overreacting. Like, just take a chill pill, and they all hang up on him. Without realizing, yes. like it's a it is a Minoru who cried wolf sort of situation, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Minoru's like, well, I guess, man, I guess I gotta just go for it. So he goes to Henshin, but he gets blasted. Not only does he get blasted, he loses his key, right? Like he, so he can't Henshin. I,
0: he like shouts at the communicator or like trips and hits his head on something. It, like, basically, he was trying to sneak up on them, and all of a sudden, not only has he not snuck up on them, but he is surrounded.
1: Yeah. So, Kyosuke, so he's, like, he's running and running for his life. Kyosuke shows up, just because he followed the flyer. He finds Minoru's keys, like, oh, man, like, Minoru must be in trouble. Like, let me, like, let me go check this out. So he gets into the fight, and they manage to, like, they manage to escape. Basically, like Kiyosuke's presence allowed. They can both get away. Minoru says like, my dude, I thought you lacked compassion. You came to help me with the kids' homework. You were there for me in my time of need. Like, you truly are the best leader. Like, you do have compassion. I'm so sorry I ever doubted you.
0: (laughs) And is like, no, man, I I just found a flyer. I was came into the address. Like, it it wasn't about you. And Minoru says, no, you, you don't have to pretend. I know. Like, I know that you I have compassion. It. I know that you're shy about it, but I know that you really do care deep down.
1: <laughs> we are super bros forever. You're the best. I do appreciate that Kyosuke didn't lie. Like he very easily could have like ridden that into back into Minoru's goodwill. And he's like, no, no, no. I just, nope. <laughs> did not care about you. Just came for the flyer. I was going to punch that monster real hard. So then Kyosuke calls and he's like, hey, everybody, there are definitely bozo here. We need help. Everyone's like, oh, if Kyosuke says it, like, yeah, let's right. get down. Oh, there. the leader so called. Help. Okay. Um, so Someone trustworthy forget, th- called us. Right. So they're in the fight and they have set up a, a trap. for uh, Kiyosuke and Minoru have set up a beautiful trap for the bumpers, which is Minoru has hidden a cord that right as they are walking up, he pulls the cord up and they all trip over it. Kyosuke, from like, the second story does, like, a flying body slam on all the Wumpers. And then Minu runs out with just, like, a metal bucket and just starts clocking them in the head. Now,
0: here's what's weird about this. You might assume that because they have laid a trap and are fighting the Wumpers, that at this point, they have transformed. But they haven't. Like, normally, we see in a fight, they transform, and then they just, like, beat the Wumpers very easily. This time... I don't know if they wanted to do, like, a quick team-building exercise, but this is all done untransformed and, like, using a bunch of props to make up for the fact that they don't have their Henshin superpowers. It's a very strange scene. I like it, but it's weird.
1: Well, Minoru, I think, just now gets his key back. I don't know why Kyosuke didn't Henshin, except Solidarity, maybe? Kyosuke
0: had Minoru's key. He found it and brought it to him.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I did just say that, didn't I? Okay, well, I got no idea. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's a fun scene. I just don't know why it exists.
1: So, (laughs) they do a bro shake. They're like, friendship, big kanji, golden letters, everybody's cool again. Now it's on. They henshin. uh, We see the kids. They cry again. Like, on Ichitaru's command, Ichitaru's like, all right, let's give this one more shot. Pegasus laser, uh, because they've gotten the car. They blast T.T. Turin. The kids are freed. And then the other rangers show up. They've mounted Formula Nova on the Dragon Cruiser and just blast again. Uh, then Mina was like, guys, you came when I called you. You were concerned. They have no compunctions. They're like, yes, we did. Because we're your friend and we care about you. And we trust you when you say things. <laughs>
0: So now that now that they're all together, there's I think there's maybe a little bit more of a fight. But Minoru turns to T.T. Tetarin and he says, You. How dare you. You tried to break up our friendship. I will not forgive this. You must die. Which, I mean, listen, he's a monster that was going to crush children's heads with a club after he transformed them into watermelons.
1: Yeah, so he's not a good so, like, man. So definitely but... he
0: should get stopped. But... He had, like, all of the stuff that happened between Minoru and Kyosuke was entirely because of Mineru and Kyosuke. Like, T.T. Terran does not know who these people are, really.
1: I would, I would, in fact, suggest it is entirely because of Minoru. I mean, Kyosuke did finish the noodles, but mostly Minoru. Okay, fair enough. No, 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 you're, that's true. He did do that. So, uh, Kiyosuke has two swords now, which is very cool. He's got his, like, regular, I guess it's a, a battle stick and a sword. No, 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 they're swords. So like he's got two swords and he does a like twin twin cam crush, which I thought was a great move. And uh then TG Torin is like Ugh, now I'll have Emoyokan, and then like he's a You know, giant. Dave, my then-
0: my uh, my section of notes, I have a little bit of a shorthand for this part of the episode. Um and the and the shorthand I have for this part of the episode is Death, Growth, and Robots. Which is just like Oh you know that five like that. Three to five minute chunk at the end of every episode Where like the monster dies Then the monster grows and then there's the robots It's just death growth and robots Which I also think would be a great title for something But I'm not sure what it would be
1: You should get that as like a wall decal In like the live laugh love font (laughs) And then you can just put it up on your wall And then people walk in and be like I don't get it And be like you wouldn't would you casual Anyways, yeah, so my shorthand for this is that I just don't write anything down.
0: <laughs>
1: and then, like, if something notable happens, I'll be like, oh, they did a cool thing. But, yeah, like, he gets big, he dies, and then he gets big, and then they summon robots, and then they kill him again. Uh, so the very last bit of the episode is they're eating watermelon. Real watermelon, not the transformed skull of a child. Just to clarify because the children never yes. actually get turned into watermelons. This this plan only was in Potentia.
0: And they're they're all eating the watermelon, and there's, like, one slice of watermelon left. And uh, Kyosuke reaches for it, and then he looks over at Minoru, and he says, Hey, you know what? You take the last piece of watermelon. And is like, You know what? I appreciate you, pal. You take the last slice of watermelon. And then they get into, like, a magnanimous off... To see like who could yep. be like more giving, and it, and like they just get back into the exact same fight all over again, just coming from the other angle. And as they argue, yeah, I think uh, it's Ichitaru <laughs> who just wanders over and starts eating the piece of watermelon.
1: Yeah, it's great. Which is um, fair. It's gonna get warm. And then Signalman is there, right? Signalman is there, and he's eating watermelon. I'm not really sure how he um. Yeah, I'm not really sure how he's playing with well, watermelon, but whatever.
0: He, he is m- moving pieces of watermelon close to his face, and then the camera is cutting away.
1: So, anyways, uh, yeah, and then that's... That's it.
0: Yeah, so, Dave, that is the end of that episode, but of course it is not the end of our episode, because first, we need to determine where T.T. Terorin lands in the Creature Royale. I like this guy because he's so weird. Like, he genuinely, all he wants is some watermelons to bring back. But then at the end of the episode, you get this bit of darkness where, like, genuinely all he wants is watermelons. But if he has to transform a child into a watermelon to get one, he has no compunction about that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what to do with this dude. Okay, Dave, Here,
0: here is my sort of jumping-off point. The main hook that I think is interesting about T.T. Uh, Teteran is that he, like, he is the smartest of the Bozoak, but what he actually is is that he is the most, like, scholastically inclined of the Bozoak, and he is way more interested—like, he does do villainy at the end, but he is genuinely way more interested in his, like, passions of doing homework than he is in being a monster that harms people.
1: Yeah, doing homework and acquiring Water right. And
0: so I feel like in that way, my jumping off point is going to be number 75 on the list, Pachinko Master. Who, who very similarly, like, they sent him down to be a monster, but he wasn't really interested in being a monster. All he wanted to do was play Pachinko.
1: Yeah, uh, he's not nearly as good as Pachinko Master. No,
0: so but it, like, that's, that's my ceiling.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, uh, I don't think we're going to get... Yeah, I, I, that's fine. Dude, like, okay, spot number 100... Is Duke Trump, who also turns kids into stuff? Yes, Duke Trump. I don't like him nearly as I don't like him nearly as much as yeah. Duke Trump. Duke Trump
0: did turn children into playing cards when he made them dance around, and then he took over a amusement park, and he was very good. So he's not that. Um, yeah. But he is, like, he is a character with a personality, which I think puts him above, definitely puts him above some of the lower um, bozo.
1: Yeah, 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 I think it does. So, he's got a personality, he's sort of interesting. Uh, I think just the fact that he has a personality makes him cooler than, like, he's better than Empress Juza. But he's not as cool as Archbishop Saw. Archbishop Saw is like a weird Emperor Palpatine Saw man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Archbishop Saw, good. It's kind of wild how big of a gap there is now between Archbishop Saw, who is at number 132, and Iron Mask Choryu, who is sitting pretty at number 36.
1: Yeah, well, Archbishop Saw is just a villain. You know, he's a good villain, but he's just a villain. And he doesn't have that... He doesn't have that... Conflict That Iron Master. But they has. were a duo you So know? is that they, it?
0: Like, they came in on the same episode And then like I'm sure at Well the, they
1: used to be Right next right to each other At the
0: time I'm sure it was like Well let's put You know One right above the other And now You know Five seasons later
1: Right <laughs> Um So I think that's it I think T.T. T. Turin is in At the one New slot 133
0: Uh yeah I'm comfortable with that
1: well, that, Matt, uh, so yeah, 133, and that is that is going to do it yes, for Dave,
0: us. Yes, Dave, that is going to do it for another episode of Licensed to Car Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at SuperSentaiBrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we are talking about on Twitter, we're at bros. If you like the show, please remember that Shining in Apple Podcasts, I guess now... Because iTunes is gone, and it screws up screws up my entire pattern here. Shining in the Apple Podcasts app, or whatever app that you're using, uh, there are five stars. Please, uh, rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars on those. That would be very kind of you. If you're not doing anything else this afternoon. If you're busy, it would be you know, cool. I get it. People are busy. Just remember us next time. Uh, if you'd like to listen to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit radio shows... You can do that all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.